Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Power Half Hour on the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. My name is Greg Mahochko, joined, as always, by my co-host on the West Coast, Mr. Chad Smart. Hello, Chad. Hello, Greg. So uh, How's it going? I, I'm, I'm doing well. I guess you weren't hanging around Florida last week. I was not. And I really, really hate you right now. Why? Why, Because between the 2000 election and Tom Green, Green in Charlie's Angels, my name has taken a bad hit. Also, for some reason, my name is now in the realm of, like, the Karens and the Kyles, and I, I don't understand it. I didn't know that. Yeah, do you do a quick search just to see if I am correct? I believe if you do Chad Means, you will get, oh, <clears throat> sorry, here we go. According to Wikipedia, which, you know, bastion of truth. <laughs> right. The Chad is now a slang term, and it is uh, an internet slang generally refers to a sexually active alpha male. Well, that actually sounds pretty decent. But, uh, <laughs> I feel like there's a negative connotation coming. Yeah, well, I'm just trying to think that maybe uh, Wikipedia is not truthful. Uh, the term has a history of being used by incels and other manosphere groups, though it has also become a slang term across the Internet and among adolescents in general. Can so we, I learned can three we, new things there. Can we discredit any definition that uses the word incel? Uh, I am all for it, and I don't know what a manosphere is. Manosphere? Manosphere, yeah, that sounds like where Manos would, that would be like his lair. Isn't there a superhero named Manos? Or is that, I'm thinking of the really bad mystery science theater movie, Manos Hands of Fate. Maybe. Manosphere is a collection of websites, blogs, and online forums promoting some forms of masculinity, hostility towards women, strong opposition to feminism, and exaggerated misogyny. Hmm. So. Okay, so I do fit that. <clears throat> Now that's false, and I know better. <laughs> um, I just like they said that uh, let's see. one such depiction in the Virgin versus Chad internet meme of the late 2010s displayed the head of Chad in the same shape as the borders of the country of the same name. All right. I none, well, this is things all I didn't expect. <sighs> We, the, I made the comment earlier today to a a coworker who, by the way, is ten years younger than me, and I said the internet has done a very good job of making us very stupid very quickly. Like, and in, in particularly, he was talking about the uh, like the dog and cat language of the I can has cheeseburger ilk. Mm. And I said, yeah, I said the interest the last 20, 25 years, more, maybe 15 to 20 years, uh, we have just like become so stupid. And I said a hundred years ago, all anybody wanted to do was go to school and get an education. Now that is 
like, I mean, you still have pockets of people. Yeah, but the internet has basically, and I'm, I know I'm painting with broad strokes here, but the internet has made people stupid. It has. I, so. I agree with you 100% because we no longer think for ourselves. We no longer discern and look at context and deeper thought. We just take whatever we see online as gospel truth, and that is uh, what we run with. But yes, we are just dumber as a society, and I don't know what the what the cure for that would be, you know, because you can't get rid of the internet. Because if you took away everything on the internet, as Dr. Cox on an episode of Scrubs said, there would only be one site left on the internet, and it would be www.bringbacktheboobs.com. <laughs> what if, and I know this is going to sound like heresy, but what if we just did away with social media? Again, I would be all for that, I think, mainly because I don't use social media the way that I should in order to promote myself. But therein lies the problem. How do I promote myself even minimally without social media? How do people find the wealth of knowledge that I exude in these podcasts that I do without the social media content? But it's true. I, you know, I well I think I think it'd be more if in social media you had to Use your real name. You could not hide behind an avatar or a fake name. Um, but then the information that you're being put out there, as we see right now with what's gone on with our election stuff, is you know the fact checkers are only fact checking the things that they want to be proven true or false. They are not uh, 100% truthful in their fact checking, and they take great leeway. So how do you believe anything that you see anymore? And especially now with all the, you know, technology, like last night I was watching Transformers 3. I could swear that there were giant robots destroying Chicago. And I was, for one, I was like, yes, finally Chicago is being taken down. And let's just <laughs> destroy that, pave over it. And uh, that's a city that doesn't need to exist. I found out today at work, uh, I know that it's almost a week after the election, but I was out of the office some, some days last week, And but I found out at work today that some, I don't know, counties or districts or what in Illinois actually had on the ballot a, a secession, a Chicago secession initiative. And well, yes, and I believe that it should happen. I, I was having a discussion on Friday night at our... Uh, weekly Mandalorian watch party. Um, before we got into the Mandalorian, we were watching CNN because um, my friends that I was with wanted to wait and hear what Joe Biden had to say. Um, and, and we got to talking about the Electoral College, and, and my friend was like, you know, thinks the Electoral College should be done away with, and the popular vote uh, should be all that matters. And I pulled up the the voting out. Um, results for the state of Illinois for the 2020 election. And I said, you know, this right here explains why I don't want the electoral college or why I don't want to go by popular vote because uh, in the election, I believe Joe Biden won 15 of the 105 counties in Illinois, but took the state because Chicago exists. Right. And that's a whole nother uh, topic where we can go down. But 
Uh, yeah, basically, I'm just going to keep stating as many times as I can on these shows that Chicago is uh, a waste of a city. Yep. And I do not like it. Yep. And it, I don't know if it's mainly just because I am from Illinois, but uh, in all my travels across the country and Canada included, uh, Chicago's the one city that if I never make it back, I will be okay. The only good thing to come out of Chicago, the band Chicago. <laughs> I thought you were going to make a, uh, uh, um, oh, the names on the tip of my tongue. Uh, uh, John Hughes. I thought you were going to say John Hughes. Oh, okay. I mean, John Hughes was good. Although, you know, I just watched, uh, 101 Dalmatians, the live action version, mm-hmm. which was written by John Hughes. Oh, I, I also know. watched Made in Manhattan recently, which was written by John Hughes. And, uh, there was another movie that he did that I did not realize. Oh, Baby's Day Out, he produced and I think wrote the screenplay. So, John Hughes has a good 84 to 87 period. And then everything after that, really, um, no one talks about. He's best when writing for and about teenagers, is what you're saying. Pretty much. And, and look, I'm. And I think, yeah, well, it, I obviously, in, in a fictional. It does take place yeah. in Chicago, but. Uh, now, and I'm, I'm poking fun at Chicago because I live downstate as well, but I'm also doing that while drinking a beer. That has, I don't know if he's a famous Chicagoan, but he certainly made his uh, claim to fame in Chicago uh, from Great Lakes Brewing Company. I'm drinking an Elliot Ness Amber Lager. Mm. So, uh, Kevin Costner would be proud. Now, here's my question for you regarding Chicago. And this is we may have a disagreement here, which leads to great discussions on podcast. Deep dish pizza, pro. Or were more disgusting than pineapple on pizza. <laughs> I actually just had a, a pineapple on pizza uh, comment on Facebook earlier for someone we mutually know, um, and that's the thing when we were talking about all the all the horrible things that Chicago's did. I say yeah, Chicago pizza, deep dish pizza, they can take that and shove it too. However, if I'm being honest, as pizza goes, it's better than the St. Louis style Emo's pizza. Hmm. Uh, but I, I, don't I, however, last time I ate it, I got sick because it was a frozen pizza. I get that. But I also ate like almost the whole thing. And then later I just gave it back. Yeah. I am not a fan of the deep, deep dish Chicago style. I do not eat, want to eat a loaf of bread with every slice of pizza that I have. It's, uh, it's terrible. So let's see how, what else can we can rally against Chicago for, which uh, going back to your comment, yes, I do think Illinois should be split into two different states because clearly um, the northern part of the state has very little in common with the southern part of the state and uh, should not be controlling and dictating what everyone is doing downstate. And and look, I don't think we'll ever see a day when that actually happens. Uh, However, I don't, you know, my being a tax-paying Illinoisan, I could do without Chicago. It would be yeah. no. It, now that being said, I think the economic impact of not having all of the entertainment, like all the sports teams, and mm-hmm. you know, like the when it comes through, or you know when they're allowed to reopen again, like the WWE things like that. I think there's a fair amount of entertainment dollars that would be missed, but I could just really do without Chicago. 
Chicago politicians in my uh, in in my state governor's mansion. I mm, 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 mm. however, no, and then that is the thing is yes, you look at the financial impact that losing Chicago, Southern Illinois, you know how that would affect Southern Illinois, and um, but then you look at the other aspect of. Everything you know, that everything is that, else that we that, pay for as a state that that you know is it does it balance out? I got you. Yeah, I think yeah. I get you. Can can Southern Illinois then come up with their own, um, you know, financial revenue? Can they make can they make it more appealing for people to move into the area to where you can maybe make up? I do will say because this has been talked about for several years. I am still the the opinion that should they split into two states downstate. Southern Illinois should rename itself the state of Chicago, just to be contrarian. I don't want anything to do with that cesspool of a city. Um, I'm okay. I'm okay without any association, any ties whatsoever. Um, so I, I don't know. It's it's it, it it's like I said. It's never gonna it's never gonna happen. I don't I don't care. Now, going into sports, I know you, you are a Cardinals fan. We've discussed previously on the show. Um, are you a Bears fan in the football realm? No, you're I, a Steelers fan. I'm a Steelers fan. I, 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 do, I have zero love for any Chicago team, a sports team. Uh, the only fondness in my heart, if you want to call it that, would have been the 90s Bulls. But – Every kid in Illinois, I'm pretty sure, was a ninety in the '90s was a Bulls fan. So I watched all uh, all the episodes of The Last Dance. I didn't watch them week by week on ESPN. I actually just watched them a few, you know, within the last six weeks or so on Netflix. So I was a fan of that uh, era, but I could I couldn't tell you who their players are. I no. Mm. Yeah, see, I guess I was out of, I'm going to say, I was out of the age range that you were talking about in the 90s because I think we've mentioned it before in the show. I am not a Michael Jordan fan. I think for as talented as he is, and I will say that he's probably the best player to ever grace an NBA court, I do not like him as a person or as a ta- as a physical, as a athlete, athletic talent, um, because I think he, uh, even though he had a good team and, and the team was cohesive, it was all about him, and uh, I, you know, he's that that superstar that supersedes the team. And I, uh, yeah, I just don't like. So I didn't like the Bulls. I always rooted against them in the twenty-seven years in the nineties when they made the playoffs. And that's okay, Chad. That's okay. Um, but I'm with you. I'm, I'm trying to think of what from Chicago. Do you know? Well, I as an Illinoisan. Would I say like, oh, great Chicago? You know, I I've mean, you're CM Punk, but he's eh. kind of annoying. I've never, so I've only been to Chicago twice. So take that with a grain of salt as well. I don't have enough experience to. Oh my gosh, I love this city. Uh, and the last time I went, I went for uh, my wife went for her birthday weekend because she grew up a Bears fan. She since switched her allegiances because you know I I don't have a very you know, appealing face, but I can charm my wife into following my sports teams because she also grew up a Cubs fan and she's not a Cubs fan anymore. Um, but I took her up in 2014 for a little extended weekend 
birthday thing. Uh, and we went up on, went up on a Friday. It wasn't even an extended weekend. We went up Friday after work and came back Saturday, but we went to a bears game at soldier field. Um, and they won. It was, it was on her birthday. Uh, but it was also the end of November. It was cold and rainy and windy because obviously Chicago. And we were sitting about 12 rows from the top of the stadium. (laughs) So. We were cold, we were, yeah, but we I, had fun. Yeah, I attended a Bears game back in 92 or 93. can't remember which. And, uh, you know, it was it was a fine game. It was cold, and there were a lot of people without their shirts on. Cause well, football, football, football fans. fans. Yeah, they, yeah. They, they, they're, a certain, they're a special breed. Yeah, but, you know, I just remember um, – the time that uh, our good friend Kevin Hunsberger from the My One Two Three Sins podcast here on Jittery Monkey, he and I and our friend Jeremy were in Chicago for WrestleMania 22. Every time we left the hotel, it cost us a minimum of six dollars to go anywhere, thanks to the tolls. Mm. Um, that's that's ridiculous. The last time that I was in Chicago, I, I went to Union Station, I think it is the train station, to pick up my cousins, and I was there for about 15 minutes, 15, 20 minutes, and it cost me eight or $9 in uh, parking just to uh, wait. And so, uh, yeah, that, I think that's the policy of the big city. You know, I, you and I both grew up in small, small Illinois towns where tolls and traffic and, and those sort of things don't exist. But yeah, I also think the coldness of Chicago just puts it into a category of not wanting to visit. So that weekend that, that my wife and I were up there, uh, as I mentioned, it was the end of November. I think it might have been the weekend before Thanksgiving because my wife's birthday is the 23rd. It's coming up a couple weeks. If anybody wants to give her a present, uh, let me know and I'll, I'll get you the address. Or if you just want to PayPal me cash, that's fine too. Um, but we went up there. We took – we had a nice hotel. Like I, I, you know, For whatever money I had, I went quote-unquote all – excuse me, all out. So we had a nice hotel, had a nice view. We got up on Friday, got up there Friday night. On Saturday, we took an Uber, first and only time I've ever t- taken an Uber, uh, from the hotel to uh, it. It's it was actually a Panera or or uh, something similar right next to the Millennium Park, the 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 bean, the cloud, whatever you want to call it. Hmm. We, we uh, grabbed some breakfast and we walked around, looked looked at that, did the touristy pictures, walked along. Went to Shed's Aquarium, uh, walked some more because they were like, oh, now that we're out of the aquarium, it's three o'clock or whatever. We went uh, in a few streets, found a Giordano's, you know, for that authentic uh, Chicago style pizza, ate some lunch, watched some Illinois high school football playoffs that were streaming on or that were telecast on TV, uh, walked a little bit more. And it happened to be the weekend that they were doing the. The big Michigan Avenue, you know, lighting up for the holidays. And so, oh, well, we like Christmas lights. Let's go check it out. And what we should have done is go down to Michigan Avenue at like 11 in the morning, not 5 o'clock. Because we keep walking and everybody else is walking and they're still, like, we couldn't see anything. And I'm just, my anxiety is starting to kick in. And I don't really, I mean, I I have like mild dose or, or mild diagnosis of anxiety that, you know, but in crowds, it escalates quickly, 
And when I realize, okay, we're not going to be able to see anything, and more and more people come in, I think the news said that there was like a million people down mm-hmm. for for this lighting, and it's like an annual thing. I looked at him like, we got to go, <laughs> we got to get back. To, I, I can't, I can't be here anymore. So I'm on my phone and I'm trying to get an Uber, and like, oh, I'm having phone connection issues or whatever, and then my phone dies. So there's no way to like verify my Uber or, you know, let them say, I am, I ordered, I don't know how Uber works. So then we walked all the way back to the hotel at night. We're like, okay, well, this was fun. And that was the night before we sat in the cold <laughs> at the football game. So, uh, learned a few lessons that day, but I feel, I feel bad. We didn't, we never went to Navy Pier. If we go back someday, I'd like, you know, to go in the middle of the week when I can show my wife some more of that, that downtown East stuff. Hmm. Yeah. And probably go during the summer or, um, you know, not the winter time because it does get really cold. You know, I, I've been to Chicago a few times and I actually, the last time that I was there, I, I misspoke. I forgot that I was there a couple of years ago. Um, when I did a weekend of sports, a, we went to a Cubs game in the afternoon and then a Bulls playoff game. Right after, actually, we left the Cubs game early to get to the basketball game, and then a Blackhawks um, playoff game on Sunday. And this was at the start of you know my quest to see every mm-hmm. NHL team. And I was like, well, if I'm going to be in Chicago, might as well take advantage and see everything. It was my first time at Wrigley Field. Um, not the best time to go because they were remodeling and had taken out all the bleachers. Right. And. Um, from what I understand, they only had one bathroom open, and so they had brought in a lot of porta potties after the first weekend when people were apparently getting tired of standing in line and just uh, using empty cups and then leaving them around the stadium. By the way, uh, and you may have seen this when you were there. I also have been taken in a game at Wrigley. It was uh, May or June of 2001, and actually went with a school group. And it was, you know, that we took the train up there, which I'll, I'll admit it was kind of fun taking the train. Uh, you know, I'd like to take the train again, especially since I got a son who kind of likes trains. Um, and it was kind of stress-free, you know, driving to, or traveling type of thing. Um, but I went. Now I have to set the stage. Yeah, I'm I'm 19, 18, 18 at the time, but we did a little bit of a. Uh, you know, throwing them back the night before. So I probably didn't get to sleep till like three thirty or four in the morning. And then one of the guys like, Hey, you want to go to the Cubs game? All right. So we took a taxi or the L train or whatever down to, or up, I don't know in Chicago, it doesn't matter, but we took it to uh Wrigley field and it was Cubs Astros. So not even a car. It's not even a team that I would want to watch. And I fell asleep. Like it was middle of the day. We're sitting, Sammy Sosa still playing uh, and we're 20 rows from the field for 20 bucks a, a piece. So, you know, great, you know, cash to cash to quality of seat exchange there. But the game was going on so slow and I'm dozing off in the stands to the point where after the end of that particular inning, we had to get up. I, I got to get up, get a hot dog or something. Um, but it was, I was very unimpressed. Oh, I know what I was going to ask you. Um, the uh, uh, men's rooms were they at the time that you went? Were they just a long trough that you whiz into? I believe so. Yeah. Yes. Come on, Wrigley, get with the program. 
You dirty well, bastard. You know, I was going to say, it was my first time at Wrigley. I, due to circumstances, I will cut it a little bit of slack, but I, I've been to a game at Fenway Park as well, and Fenway was this amazing experience, which I that I expected from Wrigley. Like mm-hmm. I expected the history. You know, you walk in and you know, here's this timeless classic stadium. Uh, I did not get any of that from uh, from the Cubs game and or Wrigley Field, and we left. I think we left in the seventh inning. Cubs are up by four, and I think San Diego came back and tied the game in the ninth before the Cubs eventually won. Mm. But yeah, I just I you know I'm sitting here trying to think of other things to uh, talk about in the Chicago realm, and I just there is nothing. I'm trying to find one positive that I can put onto. Chicago, just so we don't, you know, trash talking the, the entire time. And that's okay. And I think, you know, for me, part of it is, you know, going to school at Southern Illinois University where you had a lot of Chicago people who kind of had an attitude about, we're from Chicago. We're, you know, we're great. Or the fact that whenever I meet somebody and I tell them I'm from Illinois, their first comment is, oh, yeah, Chicago, or I've been to Chicago, or love Chicago. And I'm like, no, no, right. there's there's a bigger state out there. It's not Rhode Island. So is, is that when when you I'm I'm trying to compare what I hope is apples to apples. Um but when you tell someone that you I don't know how how specific or or generalized you keep it but you're like, "Oh no, I I live in California now." Do they automatically go, "Oh, oh, Los Angeles or San Diego or you know, San Francisco, or or do you usually just kind of zero in and say, "Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm out in Los Angeles now and doing my thing." Yeah, I say L.A. or L.A. LA. That so, one's for you, Mike. You know, speaking of that, I uh, was looking at something today. It was a bunch of memes going back to memes from earlier in the show, and I found uh, I was looking at Letterkenny memes, and they had this one is from Bad Beat. Brewing Company, which is in uh, Nevada. It's Wheel Selly Snipe or Wheel Wheel Snipe Selly Boys Beer IPA. Um, oh, there you go. I was like, you're holding it off camera. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was holding it in front of right, in front of you on my computer screen <laughs> instead of in front of the camera. Um, right. I just want I want to, I, I want our listeners to know to get the full you know grasp of, of that. We're doing this on Skype with video because that's how Chad gives me the cues of how many minutes we have left, which I think now we're down to two and a half or so. Um, and so he's got the the picture of, of me on his screen, and I've got a picture of him, and then, of course, there's a smaller box. So he was holding up the picture to the picture of me, not to the yeah. camera of <laughs> I, I don't know why you couldn't see it, but uh, I was very disp- I was very excited to find out that this, this brewing company was in Nevada, which I believe is uh, near uh, Los An- or Las Vegas, and and then come to find out that apparently they don't make it anymore. Uh, it's not on their website. So between that and uh, you know not being able to get Puppers beer down here in in the states, um, I think Letterkenny Brewing really needs to step up their game. I actually uh, in, did I inquire about that, uh, and I I love Letterkenny. I, I enjoy watching it. Something about it just fascinates me um, uh, at the on the best level. 
but I did an inquiry or, or typed in the comment box or, you know, something about maybe I went to their website and it just says something like right now they're not set up for um, United States distribution, which mm-hmm. is a shame. I mean, I think we can all agree. Yeah. You would can. And I, I, you know, I was very disappointed because back in April, uh, I was supposed to attend, they were going to do Letter Kenny Live yes. tour. I, I was going to that, I had tickets to it. I was hoping that they would have, you know, Pupper's beer there, uh, or a Gus and Brew, but, Gus and Brew. uh, but, uh, yeah, that got canceled. So maybe when they reschedule, if they do, and, uh, we'll go, but that has nothing to do with Chicago because, uh, it, it does already. Kidding was smart enough not to put their show in Chicago. And, and, and uh, you basically answered my question, but it did raise the, the interesting point of, all right, would you live in Chicago with those characters from Letterkenny? Like if that's no, your, if because, that's your running circle. Uh, no, because, uh, you know, I have a cousin that lives in Chicago and when I've talked about moving out of LA, my mom's like, Oh, you can go live with him. You know, you guys can split a place. And I'm like, no, he still lives in Chicago. Right. I'm not moving there. I, uh, I will move home before I move to Chicago. But and, you'll move to Canada. You know, Canada is it as much as I dislike Canada for them trying to kill me back in 1981. I would have to say possibly we're out of time. How about that fishing in Quebec? <laughs> this is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com. Jittery Monkey.